Welcome back to Sports Cuts with D-Crime. I'm your host, David Cromwell. Well, ladies and gentlemen, spring football Christmas is upon us. By the time you hear this, we will be slightly over 24 hours away from the 2017 NFL Draft. And this past month or so, we here at Sports Crunch have broken down every group of prospects by position for you. And now all 32 teams have their big boards set for what promises to be one of the wildest, most unpredictable drafts in recent memory. And to get you ready for this wild ride, we're going to do a simulated mock draft. And what that means is that this mock will try to give you an idea of what goes on in every war room when a club is on the clock. Scouts, personnel directors, and coaches lobby the owner and GM to draft somebody by pounding the table, as they say. And the owner and GM obviously have the power to accept or reject those demands. In this mock... I will be playing the role of the scouts and coaches, and our good friend Shelby Dermer will play the role of the owner and GM. Let's get this pre-draft party started, and welcome back, Shelby, to the program. How are you, Shelby? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks again for having me, David. You're very welcome, Shelby. Thanks for joining us for what I hope is just the first of several annual pre-draft uh, mock draft specials here at Sports Crunch with Decrom. And uh, without further ado, let's uh, get ready to mock, shall we? Awesome. All right, with the first pick, the Cleveland Browns are on the clock. And yes, you heard the reports of the coaching staff of the front office being divided on whether to draft Miles Garrett or Mitchell Trubisky. But come on, people. Miles Garrett is hands down the best prospect in this deep, deep draft class. And uh, as one scout put it months ago, Miles Garrett's like the Andrew Luck of this draft class. Like after him, there's a slight fall off to the rest, and, and the rest are pretty talented. But Miles Garrett has Hall of Fame potential written all over him. And, uh, and the Browns can trade up from 12 it back into like the top five or seven to g- grab the quarterback they want. So and, and if they do not draft Miles Garrett here, it would be the dumbest decision in the history of the Browns franchise. And there have been a lot of dumb decisions in the history of the Browns franchise. And the front office should be fired if they don't take Miles Garrett. So with the first pick in the 2017 NFL draft, the Cleveland Browns select Miles Garrett, edge rusher from Texas A&M. Do you yeah. accept or reject that, Shelby? I, I accept that, David, and it's been he's been the consensus, consensus number one pick. And I wouldn't go as far to say it would be the worst decision the Browns have ever made because you don't know who they would pick number one uh, if it was Trubisky if he panned out. You know, Tim Couch was a pretty uh, pretty underwhelming pick when the Browns uh, came back to existence after that uh, they were moved to Baltimore. But absolutely accept it. Uh, like you said, this draft class, as talented as it is, Garrett is uh, the number one. And now we have a trade, actually. And keep in mind, folks, you might see a lot of these within the top 10 alone because everybody wants to trade down. The San Francisco 49ers have traded down to nine, and the Cincinnati Bengals are now on the clock. Your favorite team, Shelby. And really? the Cincinnati, Yes. Hey. Uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals, um, yes, they have multiple avenues they could consider here, but one of the biggest reasons why they fell off somewhat last year was that their pass rush just wasn't the same. They only yielded 23 sacks. And this is, and this was like one of the best pass rushing units in the NFL in recent years. And they need to get that swagger back in the pass rush. And, uh, and this guy is a perfect fit for a four, three system has drawn countless comparisons to Michael Bennett, given his versatility. Uh, he can rush from the edge. He can rush from the interior. And this guy, many people have as the second best player behind only Miles Garrett in this draft. So with the second pick of the 2017 NFL draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Solomon Thomas, edge rusher from Stanford. Do you accept or reject that, Shelby? I absolutely accept it, David. Uh, 
really shocking when I heard you say the Cincinnati Bengals. It's not uh, usually something Mike Brown likes to do on draft day. Uh, don't know what they would have to give up to San Francisco to move up that far. But, uh, yeah, Thomas has been uh, he's been rumored to the Bengals for a while. But, you know, a great uh, combine uh, really bumped his uh, stock up. And then out of nowhere, it just kind of seemed uh, he was the consensus number two pick for the Niners. So, yeah, the Bengals, uh, 2015, the pass rush was better only because the Bengals were winning in so many games and, uh, you know, had more opportunities to rush the passer. In comparison, they're only two years away from 2014 when they had a franchise low 20 sacks. So the pass rush really the last three years hasn't been up to snuff, uh, really just needing help with uh, Carlos Dunlap on the edge, needing another uh, edge compliment, and Solomon Thomas brings that. Oh, Solomon Thomas, Geno Atkins, and Carlos Dunlap, they, they, that would be a monster monster trio, would it? And now we got the Chicago Bears on the clock, and our good friend Aaron Lemming, who joined the program just a couple days ago, uh, had a, set, was told by a source that he really trusted that was close to Bears GM Ryan Pace that the Bears are absolutely in love with Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson, when you look at his intangibles and leadership, which I think are the most important, arguably the most important trait in a quarterback, uh, look at Tom Brady for crying out loud. He wasn't the best athlete, but uh, his intangibles uh, and leadership and accuracy um, made him the best of, of all time. And I'm not saying Deshaun Watson's going to be Tom Brady, but he could sit a year behind Mike Lennon, who they can get rid of after the season, given the guarantee structure of the contract. And Mark Sanchez is only under contract for one year. So he could he could sit a year and get groomed for at, by a very good offensive coordinator named uh, God. What's uh, the Bears' offensive coordinator's uh, name again? I got got it slipping my mind. Uh, uh, Dow Loggins. Dow Loggins. Forgive me, Chris uh, uh, and Shelby. By uh, my mind drew a big blank over there. Dow Loggins, uh, the Bears' uh, offensive coordinator, who actually did a pretty good job given the hand he was dealt last year with their quarterback situation. And Watson, I think, would thrive in that system. And uh, at, 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 at with a year or two of development, he could turn into a real winner. So with the third pick in the 2017 NFL draft, the Chicago Bears select Deshaun Watson, quarterback from Clemson. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to reject this just because uh, I think I know you have him mentioned where they, he could sit behind Glennon, but you, you also paid Glennon all that money. And I know his contract is more team friendly. Um, but overall, with the Bears, uh, you know, they have a good running game. So they are a quarterback away. And I like what you say about Watson. His leadership skills, and I, I just go back to his second-half play uh, in the fourth quarter, uh, especially in that national championship game uh, against Alabama, but I'm going to go with uh, Jamal Adams, the safety from LSU. To kind of beef up that secondary, you're going to have to in a division where you're up against Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford four out of one-fourth of the season is against Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers. And you have other elite – you have another a lot of other great quarterbacks in the conference too. You have Russell Wilson – uh, Eli Manning, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan. That is a very good point. So with the third pick in the 2017 NFL draft, the Chicago Bears select Jamal Adams, safety from LSU. And uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are now on the clock. And the Jaguars, if you look at their roster, like we talked about previously on this program, Shelby, they have a very, very promising defense that quietly yep. finished six overall in total defense of the league last year. But the struggles of Blake Bortles, um, obviously um, – um, crippled that effort, and uh, the team uh, finished with another uh, massive losing season. And in order for the Jaguars to take that next step, they're going to need more from their offense. And they and what is the best thing that will help 
Blake take pressure off of Blake Bortles and keep the defense rested. A well-suited ground attack. And Leonard Fournette is fits the profile of a downhill Tom Coughlin running back, and uh, he's been compared to Adrian Peterson by many. I know there's some injury risks and some behavioral um, issues that some people have mentioned, but Fournette is perfect for what the Jaguars and Doug Marone want to do, ground and pound on offense and play amazing defense, and that could be a recipe to get to the playoffs in the relatively weak AFC. So with the fourth pick in the 2017 NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Leonard Fournette, running back from LSU. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with that, David. Uh, even though, if uh, if if this line this draft class, if it was stocked a little bit more on the offensive line, I would say uh, Jacksonville should get some uh, interior offensive line help. But Fournette seems to be uh, the guy here for Jacksonville at four. Um, but you know, as much as taking the pressure off Bortles, you know, running behind that offensive line hasn't been uh, very promising. You know, Chris Ivory ran for over 1,000 yards with the Jets, comes to Jacksonville last year, battles some injuries, uh, only doesn't even run for 500 yards. But I am going to go with Fournette, over six yards of carry at LSU. Uh, even though a lot of people are not having him as the number one running back, downhill runner, like you said, he fits the scheme. And uh, Jacksonville really needs to finish off drives and you know kind of take the ball out of Bortles' hand a little bit because uh, they can't afford, with that defense and uh, you know a good running game, will keep that defense off the field instead of uh, Bortles turning the ball over so many times. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Fournette here, and I'll, uh, I'll agree with that pick. Sounds good, but you also bring up a good point about the Jaguars' offensive line. And But uh, it, if the Jaguars do want to go offensive line in round one, I see them probably trading down because that's where the value would probably make more sense right. if they traded down out of the top ten and got some additional picks in return. But if they stay at four, Fournette would be one of several uh, great options. And now the Tennessee Titans are on the clock, and this is the pick they got in that trade with the Los Angeles Rams that set the first overall pick in 2016 to the Rams, which obviously became Jared Goff. And I had them taking Jamal Adams because I thought he would be perfect uh, for that defense um, because uh, Dick LeBeau um, would probably see some Troy Polamalu in him. And also, unlike Polamalu, Adams has pretty good coverage skills as well. And the Titans definitely need help in that secondary. So with Jamal Adams off the board to the Bears, what would you do if you were the Titans here, Shelby? Well, you know, you, you went out and you got DeMarco Murray for Marcus Mariota. And they came within uh, a few little gimmies away from uh, competing for that AFC South crown last year. You know, they lost Mariota to a season-ending injury against Jacksonville. Then on Christmas Eve, the Bengals miss a field goal at the, at the gun that would have won the game. If they make that field goal, the Titans and uh, Texans, it would have been Matt Castle versus Tom Savage for the division crown last year in week 17. So they were really close. So on offense, uh, we're going to go at five uh, with Western Michigan's Corey Davis uh, to kind of help out that wide receiving crew. You know, that uh, Harry Douglas, Rashard Matthews, uh, uh, Sharp is the is the younger guy. Uh, you know, you bring in uh, Corey Davis. Great for Marcus Mariota to team up with uh, Delaney Walker. Davis is incredible after the catch, and he instantly excels that uh, offense. So with the fifth pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans select Corey Davis, wide receiver from Western Michigan, and a native of my hometown, Chicago, the suburban Chicago to be more exact. I believe he went to Wheaton Warrenville South for high school. I better double-check that. Sorry if I'm wrong there, but... Uh, this, the Chicago will be very proud to see Corey Davis go to the top five and to a team on the rise, the Tennessee Titans. And now the New York Jets are on the clock. And 
yes, they're talking about quarterbacks for the Jets, but the Jets uh, have historically stunk when they reached on quarterbacks, like uh, obviously with Christian Hackenberg uh, last That's year. That, that guy's not going to be an NFL quarterback, and obviously Geno Smith, we know how that turned out. If I'm the Jets, I would kind of tank this year, dare I say, and uh, and put yourself in a position to draft uh, Sam Darnold or Josh Allen, if that's his name. Forgive me if I'm getting it wrong. Uh, next year, when the quarterback class has more certainty to it, this quarterback class is way too uncertain for the Jets to draft a quarterback, and they need to revamp that secondary. Todd Bowles uh, was a former defensive backs coach. Uh, his defenses need a strong secondary for his uh, blitzes to um, to get there on time. And uh, with Jamal Adams off the board, they go with a ball hawk to be their last line of defense in Ohio State's Malik Cooker. So with the sixth pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Malik Cooker, safety from Ohio State. Do you accept that or reject that? I absolutely accept it, David. And you, you took the words right out of my mouth. And, you know, with Darrell Rivas uh, on his way out. And, yeah, just with, with quarterbacks uh, with quarterbacks for the Jets, it just has not, has not worked out. Uh, you know, you go back to Mark Sanchez, uh, all the way to, to Geno Smith and Mark Sanchez. So, yeah, absolutely. You go with the ball hawk uh, and Malik Hooker, and uh, you revamp that secondary with Darrell Rivas uh, out. Yes, and plus uh, you could get a corner, um, a good quality corner round two or three if you were the Jets. So uh, going with Hooker um, in the first round is no problem at all. And now the Los Angeles Chargers, and I kind of say that with some regret, are on the clock because, in my opinion, they, they should have uh, let San Diego do everything they could to keep them, but business is Absolutely. business, and they're now the Los Angeles Chargers. And uh, if Hooker was still on the board here, I would pounce on him if I were the Chargers because Hooker could be the final piece to make that defense into an elite unit with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram terrorizing quarterbacks off the edge. You got Denzel Perryman and, and young guys like Jatavis Brown, uh, at linebacker and a secondary with Jason Brett, Casey Hayward, and add Hooker to that. Oh my God, that defense could be freaky. But yes, you signed Russell Okung in free agency, but he, I don't think he's a long-term answer at left tackle. And the Chargers have struggled mightily on the offensive line and have done Phillip Rivers an absolute disservice by not giving him adequate protection as he enters the twilight of his career. And this guy might not necessarily be a left tackle to many, but he played left tackle in college, and he deserves a shot at it. If you look at his tape against Alabama, he absolutely shut down that defense. And with coming from a small school like he did, uh, that speaks a lot of volumes. And if Okung obviously doesn't pan out, as I expect he he won't, because he's uh, he's getting old and uh, he struggled last year and he's been on the decline the past several years. He could be their long-term answer at left tackle or, or, or he could be a pro bowl guard or center. He would add an instant upgrade to any five positions for the Chargers offensive line. So with the seventh pick in the 2017 NFL draft, the Los Angeles Chargers select four slant guard tackle from Western Kentucky. Do you accept or reject that? Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll accept that too. And I think the Chargers have a lot of needs and, and you made a good point. If hooker was still on the board, I would take him. I also really wanted to, you know, maybe give uh, if Davis fell to the Chargers uh, a wide receiver to help that help out Rivers with, uh, you know, Keenan Allen's injury past. But yeah, I like I like the lamp move. Uh, like you said, a small school, but the tapes the tape says what it does. And you know, the Chargers really need to protect uh, Philip Rivers, like you said, because you know, look what happened to Drew Brees when he was with the Chargers that that meaningless Week 17 fumble that started Rivers' career. So I will I'll accept the pick of uh, Forrest Lamp. All right, and the Carolina Panthers are now on the clock. And the Carolina Panthers took an unexpected nosedive uh, in 
in 2016. Um, yes, they were expected to regress some, but they regressed more than I personally expected them to. It's hard to believe. 2015, their offense was unstoppable until they obviously ran into my Broncos uh, in the Super Bowl. But I think they can make their offense great again. Uh, dare I say that? Sorry, President Trump, but uh, the Panther, we could all be great again. Uh, but the Panthers, uh, yeah, Fournette is off the board, but I think Christian McCaffrey fits their offense even better because he is the, the prototypical modern day NFL running back uh, in that he's not your traditional um, grinded out workhorse that runs in between the tackles all day, but he is a versatile chess piece. You can line him up wide. You can line him in the slot. You can obviously line him in the backfield and he could above all, he could return kicks to the house for you. He's an absolute game changer and putting him in a backfield with Cam Newton would scare the daylight out of NFL defenses. And it, could very well bring back that diverse running game that made that Panthers offense so unique and historically elite in 2015. So with the eighth pick in the 2017 NFL draft, the Carolina Panthers select Christian McCaffrey, running back from Stanford. Do you accept or reject? I'll accept that, and I think if Leonard Fournette were to fall this far to Carolina that they would snag him, but uh, obviously we had him going to Jacksonville. Yeah, McCaffrey, you know, he might slide down a few uh, big boards behind uh, Dalvin Cook, who's uh, – Kind of, they're both uh, hovering in the top 30 area, but uh, for Carolina, I like uh, McCaffrey, and I, I love I love the dual threat running backs. And you made a good point too that he he's a special team or two. Uh, he can take kicks to the house for you, and uh, definitely Cam Newton uh, needed some help uh, last year, and and Jonathan Stewart's getting up there in age. 49ers are on the clock again, but they have traded down again. The 49ers trade down again, getting accumulating a lot of draft picks to take advantage of the depth of his draft class to plug a holes in arguably the worst roster in the National Football League currently. And the Cleveland Browns are back on the clock at nine. And the Browns uh, solve the rift in their front office. They, they do the perfect copper bias. They take Miles Garrett at one and wait for the perfect spot to trade up to take their quarterback of the future. So with the ninth pick in the 2017 NFL draft, the Cleveland Browns select Mitchell Trubisky, quarterback from North Carolina. Do you accept or reject that, Shelby? Yep, absolutely accept. And, uh, you know, the Browns are talking. They might tr try to trade up to six uh, where the Jets were sitting. But, you know, if, if that, this stands true, they slide back to nine. The 49ers, Kyle Shanahan gets what he wants, a lot of draft picks and a loaded class. Browns get their hometown kid at quarterback. And how appropriate that would be with, obviously, LeBron James getting drafted into his hometown in 20, 2003. The Browns fans will hope it's as similar as it can be with Mitchell Trubisky. And now the Buffalo Bills are on the clock. And, yes, the Bills have been visiting with the quarterbacks, the top-rated quarterbacks of this class. But I think they be, are going to be patient and wait till the second round to take their potential quarterback of the future. But looking at the Bills, uh, with Sammy Watkins, especially his in, with his injury problems uh, so far in his career, they need another weapon to take the pressure off of Sammy Watkins and give Tyrod Taylor more help. And what better place to look at than the wide receiver factory that is Clemson University, where Sammy Watkins obviously went to school, and take a guy who is the antithesis of a Watkins in terms of plague style, not known for his speed, but he's known for his, his size, his strength, and his amazing catch radius that 50-50 balls, as one scout said, go 75-25 to him. He, he, he looked the perfect weapon in the red zone, and, and he's drawn comparisons to A.J. Greed, and having him and Sammy Watt, a healthy Sammy Watkins would make the Bills' aerial attack super dangerous. So with the 10th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select Mike Williams, wide receiver from Clemson. Yeah, I, to reject. 
I, I accept it, and I'm and I'm getting tired of always having to agreeing with you. But I I think we're uh we're on similar paths here, David. And you know you can also make the case for John Ross with his speed, and Tyrod Taylor likes to air it out. But you nailed it on the head there. They need help for Tyrod Taylor. You know last year with with Watkins out, you know and they and Chris Hogan, the Patriots uh took took him from Buffalo and turned him into a playoff hero. So I like the I like with Mike Williams. Like you said with the 50-50 balls, you saw it in the Alabama game. I like Williams here to team up with Watkins. And, you know, Brandon Tate was uh, their top receiver for a few games last year. So, yeah, definitely beef up the skill positions. And uh, Mike Williams is a good fit for the Bills. He most certainly is. And for the record, I originally had somebody named Garyon Conley going here. But uh, the news broke out today about the charge of a certain crime that I don't want to mention on this show uh, due to the sensitivity of the nature of the nature of the the particular crime he was accused of. Uh, He wasn't charged. He was accused uh, for the record. Uh, And and that's why I changed it right at the last minute to Mike Williams that with Gary Ed Conley, we could very well see another Lyle Collins type situation uh, play out. And he is not uh, in this mock. I just wanted to make our listeners uh, aware of that and, uh, for the sake of uh, not only this episode, but for what to expect uh, when the draft uh, commences on Thursday evening. And now the New Orleans Saints are on the clock with their first of two uh, first-round picks. And some people are saying the Saints should go go offense, but this, this draft class is loaded with potential options at offense. The Saints could wait. If I'm the Saints, um, you have to fix that defense and spend both of these first-round picks on defense. And this guy, I think, is great value here, especially if the Saints medical staff um, has no problem with his uh, shoulder issues. Look at the the Saints actually have some promising faces up front, obviously with Cameron Jordan and Sheldon Rankins at a great rookie year. And now you add in Jonathan Allen to form a three-headed pass rush, a, a three-headed pass rush that would make Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, and Jameis Winston has shaken their shoes quite a bit. So with the 11th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select Jonathan Allen, defensive lineman from Alabama. Accept or reject that, Shelby? I'm going to reject that, David, and and only because you know you said they'll have the three-headed monster, but you know that secondary, if they're not going to get Malcolm Butler, I want them to go after uh, Marshawn Lattimore from Ohio State because, like I I mentioned with the Bears, you're in a division where you're going to play Cam Newton, Cam Newton and uh, Matt Ryan and Jameis Winston six out of your 16 games. So I think they beef up the secondary since they're not going to get Butler and go with uh, Marshawn Lattimore out of uh, Ohio State. So with the 11th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select Marshawn Lattimore, corner from Ohio State. And that would be good value for Lattimore given the fact that people consider him a top five talent, but his uh, chronic hamstring issues could very well push him outside the top 10. And I actually had Lattimore in this mock to the 49ers who are now on the clock. But with Lattimore off the board, what do you do if you're Kyle Shanahan with this pick? Do you trade down for a third time or do you, who do you settle for here? Yeah, you know, that you, you, you mentioned, and I, I want to go with uh, with Jonathan Allen uh, just because you really, you can't miss in this first round if you're the 49ers. And you mentioned, you know, from 1 to 53 last year, one of the worst rosters uh in the league, if not the worst. So you still need a quarterback. Shanahan talked about taking one at two. Only Trubisky's off the board right now. So Deshaun Watson's still in play. Uh, Mahomes is still in play. But uh, for right now, uh, with San Francisco, I'm going to take Jonathan Allen out of Alabama. So with the 12th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Jonathan Allen, defensive lineman from Alabama. 
And uh, they did spend their last two first-round picks, Eddie Lyman and Arik Armstead in 2015 and DeForest Buckner last year. Uh, why don't you have any problem uh, going uh, defensive lineman for the third year in a row if you're San Francisco? I just, I mean, I just think uh, as far as their uh, offense goes, they're still lacking in weapons and wide receiver. But like I said, it, there's so many, you know, I, I went with Jonathan Allen just because he's in my top 10 on uh, the big board. And I think he's good value to get him. I think we're at uh, pick number 12 right now because they traded down. But, you know, David, the, the class is stocked as it is. So, I mean, a- anything here is is going to be a good addition to the 49ers roster. I just think uh, defense has been their biggest problem in the last few years. Even Colin Kaepernick and, you know, Blaine Gabbard, they, they, they weren't incapable under center, except maybe that game at Soldier Field where you guys are at where it was snowy. That is a very fair point, and Jonathan Allen could definitely be a uh, a pass rushing threat that the 49ers uh, need badly right now. As you well. also you also have to see what they're doing with uh, Carlos Hyde because injury riddled past, and they, I believe they still have Sean Drawn in the backfield. So you could be looking at a running back maybe later in the draft, uh, or like you mentioned, they could trade down again. Yeah, it'll be definitely interesting to see how John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan uh, do in their uh, first uh, draft for a the most arguably the neediest team in the NFL. And now the 49ers division rivals, the Arizona Cardinals, are on the clock. And the Arizona Cardinals, uh, as we saw last year, Carson Palmer's on his last legs. But he has another season or two left in him. But you got to start uh, thinking about your quarterback of the future here. And, uh, uh, and you got to draft somebody who is perfect, for Bruce Arians, um, no risk it, no biscuit style, as uh, he would probably like to call it, as I like to call it as well, and uh, somebody who could sit and learn for about a year or two until uh, he's ready to take over. And uh, and uh, they really love Patrick Mahomes, according to Peter King of uh, of Sports Illustrated, as he wrote in his um, mock draft that was released this morning. And uh, so with the 13th pick in the 2017 NFL draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Patrick Mahomes, quarterback from Texas Tech. You accept or reject, Shelby? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to accept it. And, uh, you know, and you, you, you nailed it again with uh, Palmer getting up there, and he's been injured the last few years. Their backup after that is Drew Stanton, who's on the wrong side of 30. You definitely want to draft that quarterback of the future. And I, I'm glad Mahomes is going to Arizona and uh, not to be Big Ben's future replacement in Pittsburgh. Um, Bengals fans will definitely share your feelings on that, Shelby. And now the Philadelphia Eagles are on the clock, and this pick is from the Minnesota Vikings that they got in that Sam Bradford trade. I had them taking Corey Davis, but he um, went to five in this simulation to the Tennessee Titans. And and, uh, obviously with the Garyon Conley situation, uh, you got uh, Lattimore off the board, and the Eagles can – I think they could afford to trade down here – if possible, because they could get a serviceable corner later in in this first round, or do they stay here and draft like a, like Dalvin Cook or another offensive weapon to help out uh, Carson Wentz? Uh, what would you do here if you were the Eagles? Yeah, I I always like Dalvin Cook, and uh, so that's that's who I'm going to pick for them. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz, uh, wide receiver uh, was uh, was a top priority for him, and I know a lot of them had Corey Davis, a lot of them had Mike Williams. But it, it seems like the Eagles are going to go offense. And, uh, you know, with McCaffrey off the board before Cook, uh, the wide receivers as they are, they just added Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, Jordan Matthews, He's a, I think I really like Jordan Matthews. Just his hands have been, uh, you know, that's been his, that's been his uh, problem so far. They also added Torrey Smith. So I'm staying away from wide receiver and uh, going with the 
running back for the young Carson Wentz, and he gets a good one in Dalvin Cook. Uh, the speculation is Cook will slide out of the first drive due to off-field concerns, but uh, do you think he is a top 15 to 20 talent in this draft, Shelby? Well, you know, I had Dalvin Cook at uh, 22 on my big board, uh, but, you know, when, when McCaffrey, we, we went with McCaffrey at 8, and, you know, it just it's, it's with the running back class, it's who you value more because a lot of people are saying Joe Mixon is the top running back in this draft. But, but a lot of people consensus have Leonard Fournette going fourth overall. But I like Dalvin Cook out of Florida State, and I, I think he, he makes this Eagles offense uh, uh, a, a lot better, obviously, with you know how successful Darren Sproles is and you know Ryan Matthews and Wendell Smallwood. These are names, but not, not big names, and I think uh, Dalvin Cook uh, can be that guy in Philadelphia. So with the 14th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Dalvin Cook, running back from Florida State. And, I got to start. Forgive me for introducing our picks like this, ladies and gentlemen. Um, for are mostly wrong, so uh, um, just keep that in mind. And now the Indianapolis Colts are on the clock with new general manager Chris Ballard calling the shots. And Chris Ballard could opt for more offensive line help for Andrew Luck here. I wouldn't fault him for that, even with a um, uncertain tackle class. Um, Chris Ballard could also add juice to the pass rush here. I wouldn't be surprised here. But if you look at the weapons Andrew Luck has around him, right now looking at that team, uh, at their roster, T.Y. Hilton is like the only big weapon they have right now. Philip Dorsett's uh, obviously not shown anything. Dante Moncrief is is always hurt. And uh, they traded away Dwayne Allen, a tight end, and, and obviously Kobe Fleener didn't work out, and that's why he got overpaid by the Saints. And Jack Doyle's a very solid player, but he's no... Game changer. They need another game changer in the passing game, and uh, and with uh, uh with the offensive line struggles the Colts have, Andrew Luck needs a t- a target that will that he could throw the ball to very quickly across the middle. And I can't think of a better one than tight end from Alabama, O.J. Howard. And Howard would will automatically be the the big red zone weapon for the Colts. And he could he also brings great blocking skills in the run game and the pass game. So he help he'll help protect Andrew Luck as well in all facets of the game. So with the 15th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select O.J. Howard, tight end from Alabama. Accept or reject that, Chris? Ah, uh, Shelby. <laughs> I called you Chris Ballard for... <laughs> oh, no problem. Uh, I actually have uh, O.J. Howard going a, just a little bit uh, a little bit further in the first round. Uh, but for Indianapolis, um, I'm going to beef up the defense and take uh, Hassan Riddick, the uh, linebacker out of Temple. I just really like what this kid brings. Saw his uh, tape against Memphis where he was all over the field, had two sacks. He might have forced a fumble. I know he had 11 tackles. And, uh, yeah, with the Colts, their biggest thing is protecting Andrew Luck's future with the offensive line, but it's just not the right class to do it. So I'm going with Riddick from Temple. Hassan Reddick would also be a um, worthwhile option for the Colts there at 15. And I actually had our next team taking Hassan Reddick, the Baltimore Ravens, who are also looking for – pass rush help given the fact that Terrell Suggs is on his last legs and uh, Kamali Correa is an unproven entity and uh, the Ravens are probably going to look that way very early in this draft but with Reddick now off the board uh, you got to consider some of the other needs the Ravens had and Ozzie Newsom likes to go best player available and if you look at uh, their passing game there's nobody that scares you in their passing game and uh, Dennis Pitta is also on his last legs at tight end Nash Williams is ter- is is headed on down the fast track towards Bustville at tight end and uh, Crockett Gilmore is just a guy so uh 
I think this would be a good spot for Ozzie Newsom to take a fellow Alabama alumni and tight end for O.J. Howard at 16 to the Ravens. Would you accept that pick there? Well, I, I, I actually, I'm not going to, uh, and I think uh, the Ravens met with John Ross uh, in, during the pre-draft visit. And, but yeah, the Ravens wide receivers right now, Steve Smith retired. Mike Wallace is, uh, you know, a flashy player here and there, but he's also getting up there in age. Uh, Brashad Perriman and Michael Campanero, unproven so far. Uh, and, and at tight end for the Ravens, Crockett Gilmore, uh, you know, he's a little bit of a touchdown-dependent uh, option right there. But Dennis Pitta, you know, last year he led all tight ends in the NFL with 86 catches. So I'm going to go with John Ross out of Washington to help beef up that wide receiver core for Joe Flacco. Fair enough, especially if uh, the Ravens aren't scared off by uh, his medicals, which uh, Mike, right. Michael Lombardi um, uh, reported this last week that they were terrible. But the fact that he ran the fastest 40 in combine history after those 2D injuries says something. And it wouldn't be that much of a surprise if uh, the Ravens or any other team uh, takes a chance on him in uh, the latter half of the first round. And now the Washington Redskins are now on the clock. And the Redskins, if you look at their biggest need, it's linebacker. With Reddick now off the board, uh, uh, they need to upgrade their linebacking depth. And uh, some people say this is a need pick and it doesn't meet value, but I believe uh, Rob Rang, a uh, draft analyst for CBS, has uh, this player in, in his top uh, 15 uh, prospects. Uh, he has like an advanced nose for the football. Uh, and yes, like he, 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 there's some inconsistencies with his tackling, but he made a lot of tackles too. And, and, and he was reported last week by Matt Miller of Bleach Report to not be surprised if he goes higher than expected. And I think this would be an ideal landing spot for him. And I think need and value do match here. So with the 17th pick in the 2017 um, Sports Crunch NFL mock draft, the Washington Redskins select linebacker from Vanderbilt, Zach Cunningham. Accept or reject, Shelby. Yeah, I like. Uh, yeah, I'll, I will accept that. Cunningham, uh, like his tape out of Vanderbilt, and the linebackers right now for the Redskins aren't uh, too—they uh, aren't too bad of shape. You know, Junior Gillette, Will Compton, and Ryan Kerrigan. But I like the value you mentioned with uh, with Cunningham, even though he slipped uh, to 24 in my big board. But uh, I like Cunningham here for the Redskins and uh, get that defense and some run support help for uh, when they face Ezekiel Elliott twice a year. Would absolutely make sense there. And we have a trade. The Tennessee Titans have traded down from 18 to accumulate more draft capital. And the New York Giants are now on the clock. And the New York Giants, uh, they are one of the most tackle needy teams in this draft as an offensive tackle. Eric Flowers, he, 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 he's, not a, he's not only not a left tackle, he's arguably not even a tackle. I think so, many of my friends think he's better at guard and they need to find a legitimate blind sign protector for Eli Manning. And if this guy's medicals don't scare the giants off, they have to take him here. So with the 18th pick and the 2017 sports crunch NFL mock draft, the New York giants select Ryan Ramchick offensive tackle from Wisconsin. You accept to reject that Shelby. Yep. I like Ramchick here and you surprised me again with the, uh, with the trade, but you know, the giants moving up, but I think it's a, I think it's a good move and uh Ramchick definitely, Giants offensive line, and it's been a problem for more than just last year, too. It was kind of a makeshift offensive line for a while, and it's wise for them to draft or trade up rather and pick a pick an offensive tackle in the top 20. All right, so with the Giants pick uh, now off the board, the 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers are now on the clock. And the Buccaneers improved dramatically on the defensive side of the ball last year. But I think they could use a little bit more juice uh, in the pass rush. Uh, yes, they got Gerald McCoy, one of the best three techniques in, in the National Football League. And Noah Spence had a very promising rookie year rushing from the edge. But they need a complementary edge rusher. And I think Taco Charlton out of Michigan is the perfect fit for the for Tampa's scheme here. Uh, uh, yes, there might be some uh, people split on whether he's a first-round talent, but uh, many people are very excited about him. The fact that he took to coaching well and he improved every week uh, last year at Michigan and the fact he appeared out of nowhere his senior year and was able to um, uh, drive his draft stock as high a- a- as he did uh, speaks speaks a lot of volumes. So... With the 19th pick in the 2017 Sports Crunch NFL Mont Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select edge rusher from Michigan, Taco Charlton. Accept or reject, Shelby? This is uh, this is actually David, where I have O.J. Howard going uh, to the Buccaneers. Uh, you know they still have Cameron Braid at tight end, but uh, now they added Deshaun Jackson. They're they're really missing big play receivers for. Uh, well, ob- obviously Mike Evans is one of the best in the game. But uh, they didn't have a pass play over, I believe, 40 yards or 50 yards last year. Deshaun Jackson stretches the field, and now you give uh, you give Jameis Winston one more uh, big option in, in the passing game and give him O.J. Howard out, out, out of Alabama. I am so stupid. Thank you so much, Shelby. Uh, O.J. Howard, I honestly think, is going to get drafted much higher than here. But if he's there at 19, Tampa Bay should absolutely grab him. Why didn't I think of that before? Why did I just cross out Taco Charlton's name uh, at the spur of the moment here? I uh, I could be an idiot at times, but uh, all of us can. So but uh, so with the 19th pick in the 2017 NFL mock draft, uh, uh, sports crunch NFL mock draft, that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select O.J. Howard, tight end from Alabama. And now my Denver Broncos are on the clock. And I have reservations about this, but keep in mind, uh, Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network uh, has, a, has a good saying. He says, rankings are what I see, mocks are what I hear. And I'm trying to combine what I've heard and what I see in this, in, in this and all my mocks. I try to combine the two schools of thought. I try to uh, pit, pick players and put them in certain spots where I think they'll do well but if I've been hearing certain buzz that heavily leaks a player to a certain team, I go th- in that direction. And this is the case for the Broncos. I'm not the biggest fan of this, but there is some, there are some things to like about this kid. The Broncos, like the New York Giants, are a very needy team when it comes to the offensive tackle position. And uh, Cam Robinson, uh, Ramchick is already off the board. Lamp went way before uh, yeah. Ramchick did. And Cam Robinson I just don't see as a, a left tackle. He's too heavy-footed to be a left tackle for my taste. He's a right tackle, or if not even better, a guard. And the Broncos need a, a future left tackle. And yes, uh, Garrett Bowles out of Utah, uh, he's t- 25 years old. He'll be 25 his rookie year. And he's pretty raw, having only played one year at division of Division I college football. But he, he he's a freak athlete, and uh, he plays with a nasty demeanor that the Broncos want in the trenches in general. And uh, they need somebody to set the tone for them on the offensive line and bowls, uh, given his uh, his nasty uh, in-your-face mentality, I think could help them get that attitude up front. Uh, there are some risks, but there's also some high rewards here. So with the 20th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Denver Broncos select offensive tackle from Utah, Garrett Bowles. Accept or reject, Shelby? Yep, I'm going to accept it. And, you know, he is a freakish athlete, like you said, out of Utah. And only one year, but still, uh, 
great 40 time at the combine, good on the bench press. And, you know, Denver is one of those teams that is in desperate need. And I just have him ranked above uh, Cam Robinson on where tackles are concerned. So I, I like the Bulls pick. Yes. Another point I wanted to make about Bulls, Shelby, is uh, yes, he might be 25, but offensive linemen play longer than the average position. Like Andrew Whitworth, uh, I think he's older than 35 right now and he's still playing well. So uh, if uh, he's 36 now, 37. Whoa. So in that case, uh, if uh, health permitting, Garrett Bowles could, uh, if he does pan out, he could be the Broncos' uh, left tackle for the next 10 to 12 years still. And so age might be an overrated factor to to, to some I've talked to. And the, the people I've talked to who are connected to the Broncos say that Garrett Bowles is their top choice at 20 if he is there. And we have another trade now. The Lions have traded down and the Seattle Seahawks are on the clock. The Seahawks are an offensive line needy team as well. They could use help anywhere on the offensive line. And like I mentioned, Cam Robinson might not be a left tackle to for my taste, but he could be a good right tackle and guard, and his run blocking is so ferocious that brute strength he brings to the run game could, could help Seattle tremendously in getting their running game back on track. Last year, their first season without Marshawn Lynch, uh, they um, – they were the 24th-ranked rushing offense in the NFL. Or it might have been 27th, though, but one of those one of, in that area. And the, and, and the Seahawks need to improve their own line to improve their running game to get back to to get their identity back. So, with the 21st pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Seattle Seahawks select Cam Robinson, offensive lineman, tackle or guard from Alabama. Accept or reject that, Shelby? Yeah, I'm gonna accept that. And you know, it's 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 really. Uh, puzzling to see Russell Wilson running for his life and uh he's still one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL but yeah you got to be a beef up that offensive line and I think Thomas Rawls is still a good running back and still young uh this will just be his third season and you saw he tore it up in the playoffs when he was healthy uh, also CJ Procise had a good uh stint in there but yeah uh the Seahawks really need offensive line help anywhere they can get it uh not a guard heavy class uh unless you consider Cam Robinson to shift into a guard. So, yeah, either way, if he plays right tackle, he plays guard. He helps Seattle's offensive line, and he helps Russell Wilson, who you want to protect. All right. The Miami Dolphins are now on the clock. And, yes, uh, they were looking for help at guard, but with Cam Robinson off the board, uh, the Dolphins, I think, have to turn their attention over to defense, which is where I think they need the most help. And they could stand to find a worthy successor to replace Cameron Wake, somebody who fits the mold of Cameron Wake and who who, who could be Cameron Wake. He might not be uh, the best athlete, but uh, playing through all those shoulder pains in years, he was still able to be productive at UCLA. And his technique is so good, he could overcome whatever athletic deficiencies he can. So with the 22nd pick in the 2017 Sports Crunch NFL mock draft, the Miami Dolphins select Tack McKinley, edge rusher from UCLA. Except to reject, Shelby. Yeah, I'm going to accept it just because I like McKinley's, uh, his edge rushing abilities more than uh, Derek Barnett out of Tennessee. Um, but I like McKinley here, and, and just like you said, Cameron Wake's getting up there. Sue hasn't lived up to it, but the Dolphins will definitely later in the rounds uh, address that linebacking core with just that just has Kiko Alonso and really no one else. But uh, Dolphins definitely go defense here in the first round and uh, tag McKinley. I'm all aboard. 
Yep, and uh, Adam Gase and uh, whoever's new defensive coordinator is his name, just slipped my mind, will be very, very uh, happy. Sorry, Dolphins fans, I'll get uh, your coordinator's name right the next time when we talk about the Miami Dolphins. And now the Tennessee Titans, who swapped with the Giants, are now on the clock at 23. And they already got a weapon for Marcus Mariota at five and Corey Davis. I had them taking David Njoku, a tight end, uh, the, the uber-athletic tight end from Miami here. But they they need help in the secondary, and so who do you think they should pick here? Should they go double on offense in the passing game, uh, or should they go um, corner here? Well, I, I I'm not real big on giving you know with Del- I really like I'm a big Delaney Walker fan, and you know he's he's done it for Mariota through the first couple years of his career. So uh, I'm addressing the defense here if I'm the Titans, and I'm going with uh, Marlon Humphrey out of Alabama. Marlon Humphrey, Albert Breer from the MMQB.com actually tweeted um, about a couple hours before this broadcast that Marlon Humphrey is a guy um, teams are higher on than the general public is. So that w- wouldn't be surprising. And the Titans love their Alabama picks like they drafted Chance Warmack a couple years ago. And uh, they uh, definitely know that program well. So with the 23rd pick in the 2017 Sports Crunch NFL mock draft, the Tennessee Titans select Marlon Humphrey, defensive back from Alabama. And now the soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders are on the clock, just playing one or two more years in Oakland. But uh, the Silver and Black, uh, they have one of the top two or three offenses in the league for darn sure, regardless of who plays running back for them next year. But they need whatever help they can get on defense because sans uh, Khalil Mack, there isn't much to be feared uh, on that defense. And they need uh, a leader on defense. They need a linebacker who could play the mic position that could stop the run as well as um, function well in coverage as well. And this guy is one of the few um, potential three down uh, linebackers in this class. And he's a quintessential um, a Reggie McKenzie player given the effort he gives at every snap. So with the 24th pick in the 2017 NFL, um, Sports Crunch NFL mock draft, that is, uh, the Oakland soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders select Jared Davis, linebacker from Florida. Accept or reject, Shelby? Yeah, I'm going to accept it, too. And, uh, you know, they do need linebacking help. Um, and you mentioned, you know, maybe in the secondary you might fear Reggie Nelson, but inside the box it's kind of very underwhelming. As much as I want to see uh, Derek Barnett, too, out of Tennessee – uh, go here. I think uh, I think you got it right there with Jared Davis out of Florida State, three down linebacker, like you said, and one of the very few in the draft. Yeah, and, Re- and Reggie McKenzie would definitely be more than happy if it turned out that way. And now the Houston Texans are on the clock at 25 overall. And yes, they need a quarterback, but uh, all the the top three quarterbacks who they who they like or who they're interested in are are, are gone now, and uh, they. General Manager Rick Smith said that he wouldn't reach for a quarterback here if nobody was available at this point. And yes, they need offensive tackle help, but all the top tackles are gone right now. It wouldn't be worth reaching for one here. If you look at their secondary, Jonathan Joseph is up there, man. He's uh, 32 years old, going on 33. And uh, he, I, I think he's toward the end of his contract. They need to find a long-term successor for him. And this guy... Some people, like I know uh, Jonah Tolls of DraftBreaker.com, has this guy as a top 15 talent. So by his standards, at least, he would be great value here. And uh, he, he could also play he, – he's versatile. He could be like a corner safety hybrid given his amazing tackling skills. And that's uh, 
uh, and those corners are obviously what Romeo Cornell wants. He wants corners who can tackle. Uh, so with the 25th pick in the 2017 Sports Crunch NFL mock draft, the Houston Texans select Quincy Wilson, cornerback from Florida. Accept or reject, Shelby? Yeah. Did Has Deshaun Watson went in our draft? Oh, no, he has not. God, 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 I lost track of it, man. God, this is what happens when you do a, a simulated mock on the air, man. You, right. you, you It's rather easy to forget. Uh, but I had Watson originally third of the Bears, but you – uh, you didn't take you. You refuted that, and we put Jamal out there and said so. He is available here. So if they like Deshaun Watson, you think they should take him? Yes, I, I like I like Watson. You know, it's it's time for Houston. They somehow they got Cleveland to take Brock Osweiler off their hands. Watson, uh, I think he can step in right away. You know, Lamar Miller uh, at at running back, and you know you have a few pieces in the passing game too, especially with uh, DeAndre Hopkins and. Uh, now I'm blanking on the number two, Will Fuller, sorry. And uh, so talented receivers that were just hungry last year, and I think Watson can get on the ball. Fair enough. So with the 25th pick in the 2017 Sports Crunch NFL mock draft, the Houston Texans select Deshaun Watson, quarterback from Clemson. So now that the Houston Texans, hopefully for their sake, have their quarterback of the future in Deshaun Watson, the Detroit Lions are now on the clock. Uh, the C- they swap places with the Seahawks, so the Seahawks could take Cam Robinson before the Dolphins could. So the Lions are now on the clock. And the Detroit Lions made one of the most boneheaded moves in the 2014 NFL draft by selecting Eric Ebron at 10 overall, two spots before Odell Beckham. And we see what Eric Ebron can do. He is, as uh, my good friend C. Salami from a 104.3 The Fan in Denver uh, says, he is a slappy. Eric Ebron is one of might be one of the biggest draft slappies ever, given the fact he was drafted two spots ahead of Odell Beckham Jr. And uh, oh God, I can only imagine what it would be like to have Calvin Johnson and Odell Beckham on on the same team. Right. But the Lions, uh, uh, they need upgrades in the passing game. They need bigger, better weapons for Matthew Stafford. And uh, what better way to wash away the sin? of Eric Ebron than taking a tight end with amazing athleticism, super sky-high potential, even a higher seal than O.J. Howard, for crying out loud. And I love O.J. Howard to death. But if, but this would be an ideal scenario for the Lions to get as many playmakers as they can for their offense. So with the 26th pick in the 2017 Sports Crunch NFL mock draft, the Detroit Lions select tight end from Miami, David Njoku. Do you accept or reject, Shelby? Yep, I'm right there with you. And you know, first round tight ends, we we have two of them, and I, I can't I can't recall the, the last first round tight end to go was Ebron. Before that, it was Eifert for the Bengals, and then uh, and then I believe it was maybe maybe Jermaine Gresham went in the first round. Uh, yes, he did at uh, 20 overall, I believe, in 2010. Yeah, I knew he was in the first round. I didn't know if, if he was the last one uh, before Tyler Eifert, but yeah, that was that was in 2010, and then. It was the Lions again the year before that with uh, Brandon Pettigrew. But, yeah, I really like the kid out of Miami and uh, definitely giving Matthew Stafford some help and, and washing away that uh, that uh, awful pick back in 2014. And now that you mention it, it's like can't imagine Odell Beckham and Calvin Johnson. But now to be the first time two tight ends go in the first round since uh, Vernon Davis and Mercedes Lewis went in 2006. Thank you for that uh, history there, Shelby. And now the Kansas City Chiefs are on the clock at 27. 
and the Kansas City Chiefs, so they could look for their quarterback of the future here to groom behind Alex Smith, who is getting up there and has shown he cannot lead a team to a Super Bowl uh, if he needs to. So uh, given the strength of the Chiefs roster, uh, they could consider that. But since three, the three big quarterbacks are now off the board, they have to look to their next biggest haul out of otherwise stack roster, which is the cornerback position. Uh, my, uh, uh, forgive me, they also could go linebacker here, given Derek Johnson uh, towards Achilles for the second time in uh, two years uh, this past uh, December, and they need to find a long-term successor for him, but I think that could wait until uh, later. They, aside from Marcus Peters, they have have had average at best cornerback play. They need uh, they need to give Marcus Peters some help, and Tredavious White is one of the best cover artists in this draft. So with the 27th pick in the 2017 Sports Crunch NFL mock draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select cornerback from LSU, Tredavious White. Accept or reject, Shelby? I actually have him going uh, just one pick later, but right now, uh, the way the Chiefs are, if, if this board were to stack up, I can't see them passing on Derek Barnett out of Tennessee to uh, fill at linebacker. Oh, why, why do you think Derek Barnett can play linebacker? He's a uh, uh, edge, he's edge rusher, for- too. Oh, edge rusher. Oh, it's because yeah. Tom Bahali is getting old and Justin Houston's right. uh, injuries are piling up. Right. And I also had them at, also a possible trade suspect to go up and get a, a, a running back, too. Spencer Ware was hurt. Jamal Charles. I don't I don't believe Jamal Charles is even with them anymore. No, he isn't. He got released. Right. Yeah. So in that case, with the 27th pick in the 2017 Sports Crunch NFL mock draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Derek Barnett, edge rusher from Tennessee. And now the Dallas Cowboys are now on the clock. And the Cowboys, um, just for your information, are the leading candidate to host the 2018 NFL Draft at their um, state-of-the-art team facility in Frisco, Texas. Uh, but uh, it's in Philadelphia this year, but it could be in Frisco, Texas next year for all you um, uh, draft Knicks out there, in case you didn't hear. But the Dallas Cowboys, yes, their secondary was decimated for agency by losing Brandon Carr and Mo Claiborne, but they don't have a pass rush either. you got to rush the passer first before uh, you, you get your cover, guys. Um, a great front can mask a poor secondary. It all starts up front, and this guy tr- provides tremendous value at this point. Uh, he might be the best prospect to come out of Missouri in years, even maybe a higher ceiling than Alden Smith. Uh, yes, he tested poorly at the combine, but he came back um, uh, with a vengeance at his pro day. So he's definitely um, uh, more athletic than you would expect, th- that some would expect. And uh, I think he, uh, he's been a name heavily linked to the Cowboys, and for good reason. With the 28th pick in the 2017 Sports Crunch NFL mock draft, the Dallas Cowboys select Charles Harris, edge rusher from Missouri. Accept or reject, Shelby? Yeah, I, I like it, and I... I... Told you just before I had the cornerback going, uh, White going to the Cowboys. But yeah, when I when you mentioned Charles Harris, as soon as you said Missouri, I uh, really like Charles Harris. And yeah, pass rusher could do the Cowboys wonders. You know, it, it struggled last year and it, it showed in their playoff loss to Green Bay. So I really I, I like Charles Harris and a good value pick, uh, in my opinion, this late in the first round. Completely agree. That would be another ideal situation for Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones. And the Green Bay Packers, that team that beat the Cowboys in the playoffs, are now on the clock. The Packers' pass defense was an absolute sieve last year. And yes, this class is deep at corner, but you have to take uh, what you could get at corner in round one if you're Green Bay, if you can. And uh, Chidobe Awuzia from Colorado is extremely versatile. He could play outside or in the slot. And the slot, by today's NFL standards, is considered a starter. 
And slot corners have to tackle well, and he tackles very well. And uh, his versatility, uh, I think, would bring wonders to the Packers secondary that was uh, decimated by injury, retirement, free agency, uh, you name it. So with the 29th pick of the 2017 Sports Crunch NFL mock draft, the Green Bay Packers select Shadobi Awuzia, cornerback from Colorado. Accept reject, Shelby. Yeah, I'll accept that. And, uh, you know, it, it's a bummer about Sidney Jones, too. I know I saw something. Uh, he's eyeing a September return, but he probably would have been a first-round corner in uh, what has been a pretty loaded first round with, uh, obviously, on defense in general. But uh, I'll definitely accept that pick. And a pick that Ted Thompson, I believe, would likely accept as well. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are now on the clock. And this guy made the news yesterday for uh, uh, having a diluted sample during a drug test at the Combine. But I don't think a team like the Steelers, uh, who, who is known to take risks on certain characters, I don't think this would be enough to drop him down the Steelers' board, uh, knowing what the Steelers do. This guy... Uh, he, he is uh, obviously he's so versatile and, and it's going to be hard picking a position for him, but uh, he does have the potential to be a worthy heir to Troy Polamalu in Pittsburgh. And with the 30th pick in the 2017 sports crunch NFL mock draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Jabril Peppers linebacker safety from Michigan, except reject Shelby. Yeah, I accept it. And his name is, his name has been linked to Pittsburgh and you know, uh, it's been uh, questionable whether he's overrated or not. Uh, with his overall coverage skills, but, you know, I think he fits Pittsburgh pretty well in that defense that they do, you know, uh, with, with Mike Mitchell back there at safety. And, uh, you know, I also could have went uh, uh, with Peppers at safety. Also, at cornerback, the Steelers kind of have a need, but they drafted Arnie Burns in the first round last year. Uh, at linebacker, you know, you can float around uh, names there, but for right now, from where the Steelers pick and where Peppers is on the big board right around, I had him at 31. So pretty accurate here, and I think Peppers is the is the pick. Now the Atlanta Falcons are on the clock. The team that was leading twenty eight to three in the Super Bowl, authors of one of the biggest, the the biggest Super Bowl collapse yeah. in NFL history. Uh, in their quest to get back to the Super Bowl, they need to continue to build that young, talented defense. If you look at what they have up front, Vic Beasley had a coming-out party last year leading the league in sacks, and Grady Jarrett had a coming-out party with three sacks in the Super Bowl. But you, you could never have enough pass rushers. And they need a, a guy who can line up opposite from Vic Beasley in pass rush situations because as as efficient as Vic Beasley was in the sack department, he wasn't uh, a, that much of a disruptor. Uh, like a Von Miller or a Khalil Mack, um, um, those kinds of players. And they, and thus they need to get help for Vic Beasley on the edge. And TJ Watt's athleticism is the athleticism of the Dan Quinn covets. And TJ Watt can be an off ball linebacker as well. And he could also grow into a tremendous pass rusher. And heck there, there, there were articles saying that he tested even more athletically than his famous older brother, JJ did. And uh, that would definitely entice Dan Quinn. And having him, Vic Beasley, and Grady Jarrett would could would be a pass rush that could put Drew Brees, Cam Newton, and uh, and Jameis Winston. It, it could put him in a box, man, a, a box where they're handcuffed and don't know what to do. So, uh, with the 31st pick in the 2017 Sports Crunch NFL mock draft, the Atlanta Falcons select T.J. Watt, linebacker, Wisconsin. Accept or reject, Shelby? Yeah, I'll go ahead and accept that, just because I I you know I have. Uh edge rusher and outside linebacker is their second biggest need. Uh, at first I had guards. So I, I was thinking of maybe Deion Dawkins out of temple, but 
No, I like what you said about TJ Watt too. And, and yeah, with the, with what Vic Beasley obviously did and, uh, coming pretty close to intercepting Tom Brady's last pass of that Super Bowl, which could have been a huge game changer, but I like what Watt brings to the table. And yeah, you gotta, you gotta stack up a pass rush when you play in a division with all those talented quarterbacks. You most certainly do. And Dan Quinn would uh, have no problem going that direction round one, but I could also see Deion Dawkins here in as well, or uh, them trading up to try to get four slamp. If lamp falls uh, into the early twenties, uh, that, that, that could happen as well. And to conclude our first annual uh, Sports Crunch NFL um, pre-draft mock, uh, we have the New Orleans Saints on the clock. And the pick they got from the world champion Patriots in the Brandon Cooks trade. And at 11, they selected Marshawn Lattimore, a corner from Ohio State. But in a team that's likely to be in a lot of shootouts, uh, they need to uh, double down on the secondary, in my opinion. It wouldn't hurt if they double down on, on the secondary and selected a guy who may be undersized, but but is very instinctive and has a great nose for the football here. And with the 32nd pick in the 2017 Sports Crunch NFL mock draft, the New Orleans Saints select safety from Washington, Buda Baker. Accept or reject, Shelby? Yeah, I like uh, Buda Baker here. Um, I believe we still have Taco Charlton on the board for Michigan. Um, Yes, we do. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Charlton, uh, you know, 28 tackles for a loss, 19 sacks in Michigan. He had 10 last year, and I, I like Taco Charlton just a bit more but because the Saints already added that secondary uh, early in the draft, so I'm going to go with Charlton. No problem. So with the 32nd pick in the 2017 Sports Crunch NFL mock draft, the New Orleans Saints select defensive end from Michigan, Taco Charlton. Shelby Dermer, ladies and gentlemen, he uh, is uh, finishing up his uh, tenure at the the Ohio University, where he has been the sports editor for the student-run magazine, Speakeasy Magazine, and he also contributes to the Cincinnati Bengals um, fan webpage, stripehype.com, and you can follow him on Twitter, at SCDermer4, and you, you are highly encouraged to during this draft and throughout football season. Shelby, thank you for um, uh, joining us for what I hope will be an annual tradition of special um, uh, pre-draft um, mocks here on Sports Crush with Crom. And we hope to have you um, back on the show sooner rather than later. Thank you once again, my friend. Hey, David, thanks again for having me anytime. Thank you, Shelby. And that's all for today here on Sports Crunch with Decron. But we'll be back next week with a special draft recap episode with our friend Jake Arthur of ProFootballSpot.com. Meanwhile, be sure to check out our complete broadcast archive as well as an up-to-date blog of mine at SportsCrunch.com. And once again, folks, that is Crunch with a K. For Shelby Dermer, our producer Chris Broadhead, man in the box, I'm David Cromwell saying so long, enjoy the draft, and of course, stay awesome.